What's up? Coach? Connected with. Oh, okay. Hello, my friends. JLO one eight seven. I'm point. That's my man. Point one eight seven. What's up, uh, uh, Coach Raphael? That's a very close attempt. <laughs> I don't like when people say that name. <laughs> it's um, it's it's spelled Raphael as if it would okay. have like a knee, but um, no, no, it's originally like a Greek slash Albanian name. Okay, that I've my got because I'm from there. I can, I, my name's Jason, so I can understand what the Greek is all about. Ah, in what way? How can you understand that? Well, uh, first of all, I was an Argonaut, as in I was in the United States Navy for nine years. I have a Greek name, and I've always placed the fact that my name's Jason on the fact that I traveled on a submarine across the lands. The pursuit of man, the idea of the the Grecian, the old school idea of this mythology, this mythos that was meant to teach us who we are and where we're going. So I can understand uh, the Greek Raphael, who's also one of the great Renaissance artists. I understand the meaning of your name. Damn. I mean, please be, please feel free to kind of like enlighten me. I I actually need to know for myself. But saying that, actually. The no, just the whole meaning of the name. I was just trying to make a joke, but um, the the, the name actually is is spelled quite differently. It's pronounced quite differently. It's um, oh. it's Raphael instead of like Raphael. Obviously, you say that in an English way, but in right. Greece or in Albania, it's Raphael. So the I've accent kind of changes. Before. I went to Greece before. I, I hear how they talk. I've been there before. You've been to that before. Do you know any I any have... like keywords? No, I mean like anything I've... to talk. Or... Uh, so I went to Greek. Uh, I went to uh, Crete in Greece when I was in the Navy. Um, let's yeah. see, words. I know uh, Raki. Raki, okay. Uh-huh. And I know... The little uh, drink that you, uh, you you have with your yeah, friends. Yeah, drink. Kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah, okay. wine, fortified wine that they make themselves. I guess I think it's just wine, sure. with, uh, wine with liquor in it. But um, okay. I know feta. I know uh, olives. I know... Uh, Greco-Roman wrestling, and I know all the Greek gods and the mythos that comes from that land. Respect, man, respect. Can I just say, I mean, I know you, you were stationed there because of the, um, the Navy. I wasn't stationed and can I just... No, no, I just went there. I just went there on a, uh, when I was on a, a deployment, I, I swung through there real quick. I was never stationed there. Oh, I see. So it was just like a quick little transfer type of um, stay? Or... Yeah, I did a couple weeks there. I was on submarines. Hmm. Uh, we pulled in there, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, with the Navy, then, why don't you talk to me about that? Because you were saying you, you've been in the Navy for nine years. Obviously, no, I, got, I don't know how. I got out 11 years ago. I was in the Navy oh, for wow. nine years. I was in from 19 or from the year 2000 to the year 2009. Wow. So that's, that's still a couple way, like way too many years for me to even like wrap my head around because that's nearly a decade, man. It, it seems, seems crazy to think about. How mm. how would you say you kind of like transitioning because it's a very different lifestyle oh, to gracious. being in there My, and then obviously yeah not being in it yeah so I did uh, yeah. I, I'm 11 years out and I'm just now figuring out how to become a person again wow in what way what do you mean so it's such a emphasis on your job the importance of your job like how much you're relied upon all the time and then when you go to real life you realize you're not really relied upon that much and there's Everything's pretty fucking easy, and every job is a little bit uh, menial, um, so it makes it really hard to transition to a lifestyle of where your worth isn't exactly uh, of much value. Right, right. I feel like that, that maybe 
you know, from what you just told me there, he's probably got to do with a little bit of a mindset change as well. Maybe because when you're in the Navy and you've got these commanders, obviously it's this like stereotypical army man, Mm -hmm. do this, do that. Wake up early in the morning, I assume as well. Yep. Exactly. So you've got to do all of these things. We lived on 18-hour days, so we had uh, six hours at, on watch and six hours working and six hours sleeping, and then you repeat again. Wow. So every week, so every five days was a week, and every week was like fucking 11 days. And I bet that changes. That, I bet that does change as a person. Bringing it back to what you were saying about the, the whole menial job um, aspect as well. And can I just ask, what do you do um, as a job at the moment? Right now? Oh, man. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, I've had oh, a million really? jobs. Yeah. So I, I kick boxes. Uh, no, I don't kick boxes. I work at a warehouse where I package uh, high-end glass products mm-hmm. that are yeah, I mean, nothing nothing of anything. I worked at a machine shop for a year. I went into a culinary school. I used my GI Bill to go to culinary school. I did 10 years of my life working in restaurants, and it basically led me to, you know, nothing but uh, not much. Yeah, so nothing of importance to, to kind of – I mean, the thing with that is I feel like once you've seen maybe the better side of – I don't want to say life because that just generalizes it a bit too much, but the better side of like that, that, that accomplishment feeling that you had, because you, you know, you would have had your, your commanders, you would have had this sense of community. It's right. hard to bring that back, especially in like a job where you're not really necessarily, I mean, did you, did you ever get to the point where you risked your life? I wanted to ask you. Yeah. I mean, I was on submarines. So every single day you're, you're like, you live in this constant state of like, at any point in time, one thing's going to go wrong and we're just all, every, all 130 people die instantly. There's no like other thing of just living. Like you're just no. doing your job and you're just waiting for that to come. And you do it for so long where you pray for that to come. And then you do it so much past that where you laugh at the idea of it coming. So it's like just something that I feel like at that point, you, you must be thinking if it happens, it happens. Kind of like it is what it is, yeah. but in a different way, of, you know. Wow. Wow. Would you say that has, I mean, bringing it back to, you know, your day-to-day life now, I understand that the job aspect of things doesn't maybe excite you as much, but does, does, because people say this to me every time that they've gone in the army, they say, oh, the army hardens you up. The army just gets you ready for, for, you know, real life and all the shit that comes with it. Would you say that has, you know, kind of like toughened you up mentally or has it maybe left you with more to kind of account for? Uh, it's definitely made me sharper in a world where uh, sharpness is illegal. <laughs> it's made me like, really uh, okay. What do you mean by that? Sorry, if I can just interrupt you. Yeah. So, so the the uh, uh, constant stress makes you way more able to thrive under these high stress uh, careers and jobs and everything. When everyone around you is telling you like that stress is killing you you still want to pursue that idea and that lifestyle, even though it's not better for myself. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like, you know, looking at, looking at it in that stress point of view, I feel like once you've got a problem, let's say like, you know, you get like a dickhead customer. Yeah, for sure. That's bet Also, (laughs) exactly. But I bet also at the back of your mind, you're thinking I've been in worse situations. I've nearly had to fucking die and and think about that. God damn, that's that's very almost like humbling to think about how much more 
worse off. Well, maybe not worse off, but like how much more intense your situation could be rather than just like this menial bullshit that, that life brings every now and then. That's the crazy part of that. Yeah. You know, you know, what's crazy is when you don't have the big challenges, all the menial horseshit seems just as big as the challenges. Therefore, exactly. it makes you in, unable to distinguish between the real problems and the false problems because you're constantly in a problem-fixing mode. So everything is of the same amount of importance. So you miss out on your life. Bang on. You look at somebody, give you a dirty look, and, and that just ruins your day, right? You're just like, holy shit. That's right. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, my kind of like um, life direction right now, I just wanted to say, is basically like different to yours. It's not. It's nowhere near the same. Um, I will say, though, because I'm originally Greek, I don't know if you know how the rulings go on like the government and, and like you know, re- yeah, recruiting. Yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to kind of like give you a little bit of a story yeah, because I love it. in, um, well, in Greece, military service is mandatory, right? And this, is, this applies to everyone. You can be the, the, the king's son or whatever. Right. It doesn't matter how old. Are you. The minute, I mean, you turn 18 is the minute in which you'll be called. Um, and to, to, to kind of like give you a bit of perspective, I now live in the United Kingdom. I, I can assume you already know, you already knew because of the accent yeah. maybe a little bit. Yes. And while you're here, you try and do something for yourself. Right now I'm trying to do personal training, um, trying to, you know, get my license, get everything sorted, start off as you normally would. Um, until something came in the form of a letter from the Greek government saying, listen, you need to get drafted and we need you to kind of like not fight for your country, but wherever they put you, it's not nice. Um, you could be there for up to a year, mandatory. If not, it kind of brings you back to the point where you'd have to pay like a 50,000 euro fine just for the privilege to not go in the army. That kind of put a bit of a sour taste to it for me. I mean, yeah. I know you've got the great experiences and, you know, I, I bet the community and maybe even the friends you probably still got to the state are there but at the same time it's it's very hard for me to 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 deal with something like that because it's at the back of your head you know what i mean like it kind of puts a bad taste to it how do we get that how do we get that bad taste out it's a very good question man i feel like i need to kind of do it and i will probably do it it's mandatory right so unless i unless i come up with fifty thousand euros or i actually change my nationality which is what we're planning on doing we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna be making a lot of progress, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But I've known a lot. Of, I've known a load of people who have gotten on. They've come back. They look amazing. That sharpness is probably what it is. I feel like that's what that constant stress. It keeps you moving, keeps you guessing, keeps you like yeah. wanting to go. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. use that in other areas of your life and except oh, for like day to day? Yeah. 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 So, so when I got out of the military, I really started focusing on learning about mindful meditation and. Uh, uh, learning how to turn on all, so I can uh, silence all the clutter that's going on in my brain. Um, so with with the tools I was given in one way and the tools in the other, when I work, any sort of work I'm doing, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I can even be uh, speaking to someone and I can be hmm. in a complete, if, if that is my job, I can find this uh, pure uh, state of meditation within any job I'm doing, whether I'm like, mowing lawns or digging ditches or talking to someone or typing in shit real fast on a computer there's the same level of like trust of like this ain't shit this shit ain't important so autopilot goes on 
and my autopilot is actually more trustworthy than <laughs> the real me. Wow. Like, so so you've kind of like, yeah, like the Terminator so, in you I wanted but, to say. But I can't, but I can't be, a, but if I'm allowing my uh, self, my ego above myself to control my actions, I can't like, I, it's, it's off, it's missing. So like, <laughs> yeah, man, that's a crazy uh, thing. The ego, the ego just like, is it can get in the way let's put it like that it doesn't feel Absolutely. like it does but it, it really does, like it does because yeah. it's self-serving so when you serve yourself yeah. it's good yeah it's, it's about me right everyone cares right. about me That's everyone's right. thinking about me that so guy gave me a two-second look good. yeah yeah no for sure man but i wanted to kind of like bring you back to the meditation which is actually really good um, okay. and obviously we don't have any listeners right now so we can't really it preach matter. it to anyone but it's fine it's practice what I wanted to kind of say about meditation is it's very, very eye-opening how much benefit you can get out of it. And, all, yeah. all, you know, even how much I've been sleeping on it. I haven't meditated in maybe like a week now, but I kind of need to get back into it. I feel like but you've just kind of motivated me to... You've been getting your rest. Exactly. No, no, sleeping go. sleeping on it, I mean, like, as in not, not utilizing it oh. and not fully being able to... Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so... It's very different to a mindset of not meditating, I find. I feel like when I'm not meditating, my mind's just like racing all over the place. And it's menial shit like you were, you know, you were talking about. 100%. Nothing worth of importance. Well, let me ask you this. And how do you get to a state of um, this, this like, oh, oh, you know, way of well, being instead of like manually? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What so, so makes it the work idea- for you? of when I'm doing any sort of work, whether I'm cooking, because I love cooking, or whether I'm like just intent on painting, I love painting, I put myself in a position of why everything else that's trying to keep me from doing what I'm doing right this second is uh, just getting in my way and I only need to focus on. So just the idea of whether I'm shoveling or painting or just sitting in a room, I take all those thoughts I say, you are of no importance, and I push them aside, and I get back to the point that's in front of me. And you do it so much over and over again, over and over, without getting upset about it. You just do it so yeah. much where that's the groove that you slide into when you're in the zone. That zone is just the path that you've created for yourself to view life in a less hectic way. Now, as soon as that shit ends, though, it all comes streaming back in, falling upon me. Mm, so then so the thoughts start coming back bit by bit. Way yeah. too busy. I, I, I find myself creating uh, busy things just so I can be in a task because oh. when I'm in the task, I can actually be my real self as opposed to being the fake self who's not doing shit. <laughs> can I just say that kind of rung a bell with me. The, the last bit you were talking about the... Um doing the task so you can kind of be connected to yourself that actually did like strike me as something like that is of truth because i was um i was reading like a book i forgot what it was called right now and one of the main points that the author was talking about was that there's a sort of therapy um and they gave it to like they prescribed it let's say to like patients with anxiety depression Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and people just stressed out you know general life stuff the main thing that helped them kind of get out and get into that stride of things was genuinely just being too busy to care like doing all the tasks doing all of this it it almost gets you in like a flow state of mind it's very hard 
we're 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 meant to be <laughs> i mean sadly Productive. we're an old we're an old machine and this old machine was meant to work and it turns out when you take the work away from this old machine that there's lots of uh downtime and you don't necessarily fill it with the most uh godly yeah. uh pursuits sometimes you suddenly you're sitting on the tv eating yeah. doritos watching netflix yeah. that's what's going yeah. on that is what's um, going on i'll, it's I'll way give you another key to point do that to do anything of importance it's way easier to do that it's a great distraction it's way easier so oh, we got to sure. stop saying sure. we want something easy and we want something maybe a little bit more strenuous. Mm. i bet it doesn't yeah the thing with, with the, the thing with just procrastination and everything of, of, of similar like importance it never really leads to anything right you, you yeah. do it you feel good in the moment so like short-term pleasure rather yeah. than that genuine feeling of like human accomplishment like i've actually Mom done something Brian. you don't need right. to be nelson mandela but even if you just yeah. go out for a jog you still feel good about yourself <laughs> the yeah. ego still ticks in yeah. um, but i'll give you another point that i wanted to say before is there's and the thing with like these talks and opinions is they're great. They give you like a key point into one aspect of things. But you also need to look at the other sides. And the other sides in this talk, in my opinion, is that everything's kind of done, or at least it should be done in moderation. Mm. I think that it's good that, you know, for example, I'll give you my, my kind of like way of doing things. Yeah. I'll get started. Or I used to get started and, you know, I'd get motivated. You'd watch something like on your feeds. Maybe it's like The Rock telling you to get up and do your shit. Or like, fucking, (laughs) you're going to die alone. You're saying I'm the best. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Double champ champ business. That's the stuff. And when that happens, obviously, you feel motivated. Or maybe your mate's nice to you. Maybe you had a good day. You just want to work on yourself. Fair enough. You do that. And I do that. And when I do, I kind of almost get a little bit burned out after maybe like a week or even two weeks if i've maybe pushed myself because i just think that there's this like sense of needing to be perfect like i have to do like this amount of hours study every time or maybe this amount of shit done otherwise i'm not i might as well not do it right yeah that's what i think to myself yeah Yeah, but there's also yeah you're able to say sorry you're you're able to say uh, to yourself like if i'm not going to do it right i'd rather not do it exactly you find yourself often in predicaments where you can't do it perfect therefore you choose mm-hmm. not to do it when the whole point is it's just the it's just the pursuit it's not the perfection it's the pursuit absolutely perfection. so we need absolutely to be absolutely on a... yourself. you need to be easier on yourself calm down i do i do i mean that's what i wanted to kind of bring you back to i've kind of been using this method of just you know when when my body tells me hey listen fucker we need to rest i'll respect that but with, with, with moderation, that's what I wanted to say as well. There's, there's a point in which you actually need to kind of take a break before you burn out. And then there's a point where your brain tries to convince you, hey, come on, Raf, we need a bit of a break. Or come yeah. on, Jason, do this, do that. But with you, I don't... <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Let me just so take you back to another thing. always going to lead you to the best place. Your ego will often lead you to a place that will put your body at risk. Yeah, definitely. Wait, so, no, sorry, one second. You, you said your body, and I thought I misheard you. What, what do you form, mean? Your, uh, so, so, our human form, our, our ego will push us to do things that are not necessarily good for, for us, um, but that are good for uh, our thoughts and our immediate gratification, oh. but that not necessarily translates to actually being good for you, yet you're tricking yourself into listening to yourself sometimes when yourself 
is not always right. Like That's your, a very good pun. Your programs aren't exactly the right programs. They're just the programs that you have installed. Yeah, no, that makes sense. When you put it like that, I mean, I heard body before and I didn't really like kind of get the gist of it. No, that makes sense. That, that makes complete sense. I also wanted to kind of add to that. There's this notion maybe that there's, I'll, I look at it as there being three of me. There's the past me, shit I've done, shit I've said, and things that I maybe regretted, or maybe not. Then there's the, then there's the present me, me right now talking to you, having this, you know, make, right. make do podcast or something. And then there's right. the future me, things that I will do, things that I want to do, right? I, I, whenever I do a task, and I've been trying to use this because I read it somewhere that it actually helps, um, and I, I wanted to give it a go, is when you're doing a task, or when you, when you know you should be doing a task, there's a little bit of a difference. You need to think about the future you. Would mm. future me appreciate me doing the dishes right now, even though I'm being a lazy pig and sitting there on my Netflix binge with my Doritos out, would future me really appreciate that enough so that I can get up and do it? Of course it would. But of course you would. If you do it, you're going to yeah. love yourself for that. Of course. Hey, look, Even look, if it's look. just the small things. Like the truth is the key, and that means me leaving myself gifts in the future for when I live righteously. Mm. So you're trying to stay onto that all, always. Like, I try like, so kind of like being to self. Yeah. Well, not we, now. We tend it's to not, not immediate gratification. I'm leaving myself gifts yeah. in the future. How much will I appreciate these little things that I do for myself? Um, how much do you appreciate it? It's a matter of self-love, I think. It's, it's just, well, and you know, being, being mindful of the, of the gifts that you leave yourself also. Like, uh, you can leave yourself all the gifts in the whole world, but when you look at that little gift and you, 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 you uh, look past it and don't ex- look at that thing for the beautiful thing that you gave yourself a long time ago, you know, uh, if yeah. you're looking past that, like, you have to somehow have a mindfulness to pull yourself into where you're at right now of what you've left yourself to keep yourself on track. So mindfulness is key, like checking in with yourself and seeing where you're at and, 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 and taking account and uh, of, of these little gifts you've left yourself before you spiral straight out into the ether of, <laughs> is it worth it? How can I do this? Yeah, it does tend to, I mean, the mind's a weird thing. I don't really, it, it, it seems weird to me that here we are, we're talking about our own minds, even though right. like, that's what we're in, right? It's, it's, it's a very yeah. like paradox type of thing. But the it thing is. with the mind is it, it, it gets distracted, even if it's just like thinking about not thinking, getting distracted. That's getting distracted in itself. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're doing the meditation. <laughs> yeah. loops I wanted loops, to ask man. you though, I wanted to ask you the, because um, there's different ways of meditating, right? I mean, the notion's right. the same. You know, you, you, you watch your, your thoughts, you observe your feelings, but there's different platforms as well that I wanted to talk about. Great new apps have been coming out, which um, I'll give you like an example. Headspace, you've got, you've yeah, got the app. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you use anything like that, I wanted to say, or is it more of a just I don't, do it yourself? I I was, in, I, was in a, I was in a thing where I tried to set all these things up and just the whole like reminder of telling me to do it. It's more of a personal pursuit that doesn't involve uh, outside interference. Uh, and that's, I think the beauty of that's holding the idea of meditation and this, like, it's not something you have to pay for. It's not something you have to be reminded of. It's a pursuit and a practice that is 
personal between you and yourself. It's like your relationship with yourself. It's like the relationship of who you think you are with who you actually are. And then melding those mm-hmm. two to meet right in the middle, which turns out to be a little bit higher than what you actually were. You do tend to surprise yourself as well. When, when you know, I've had like these meditating sessions, I, I'll come out feeling like almost a new man. Like, right. well, the new man being more, more, you know, true to me is what I wanted to kind of like point out. Um, but it's, it's very fascinating to me, like how, because you were talking about that self and this is kind of getting in a bit deep now, but we'll, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll try and see if we can navigate that. So we'll you've got the out. self, you've got the self that you truly are, right? The mm-hmm. self that you know in your head, this is who I am. That you are. And then right. you've got the self that you project. Project. But this right. is where it gets interesting because you're not the same with me as you would be with, you know, a, a high school crush or your grandma. Yeah. Or, or anyone right. else that is in a different position. Right. So then I wonder who really are you if, right. you know, we're like, we're it like changes. Dying. So it's a multifaceted mm. thing. So it's based on the situation you're in and the bouncing off of the, the ether. Uh, if you're bouncing off of nothing, that's who you are in nothingness. If you're bouncing off of someone else, what are you giving to that other person? You change based on uh, the input that's coming in affects the input going out. Now, how do you leave mm. those two people talking uh, with, with uh, a better feeling about themselves and a better feeling about yourselves? That means you accomplished a job. As a, You don't want to do anything serving where you're elevating yourself and lowering the person that you're with. Uh, exactly exactly each of these little little tiny baby uh interactions real life interactions true sharing moments that we're able to have as humans we learn from these and get better at it but some of us are bouncing it off of a fucking echo chamber or a racquetball court we're just bouncing our thoughts back (laughs) into our fucking face and hoping we can swat it away real quick with the racket and that's not how it works you practice your craft and then you put your craft into the world and then you trust yourself because you don't have to have a filter between what's coming out of your mouth and what you're thinking off the top mm. of your head because there is no difference. You've leveled no. out. You're, you've leveled out the two of them to make it one thing. Does that make sense? Sort of. Um, I, I was, you know, especially the first bit I understood and I was kind of like trying to listen and, and, and try and understand it a bit more but i liked what you you said about the the bubble thing the whole fucking echo chamber where yeah there's some people that it just works like that right and i wanted to kind of point out that maybe i mean i don't know how it was back in the day type of thing because i'm only 20 um, okay i'm 39 but i've you're 39 wow okay. yeah okay congratulations sir i actually thought you were younger oh congratulations i thought you were older <laughs> well there we go we meet in the middle like we said we found that little right. medium that's right to talk about but um no i mean i don't know maybe you can chime in with this i don't know if back in the day things were different to bring you back to the whole bubble thing because you've got all these social media platforms like facebook for example in which you can create your own groups you can create yeah. these echo chambers to bring you back yeah. to your point but then has that made it worse or is yeah. maybe more information that, that now is available helping to change a few lives and maybe ruin some. Like what, say, what, what happens? Yeah. I, I, I think back in the day there was uh, more uh, action spoke louder than words. And now I think now maybe words are uh, people put things people say, not what they do ahead of that. 
but there used to be, I, I feel like at the time there's a shift in the way we perceive uh, accomplishment where accomplishment was actual accomplishment. And now accomplishment is like, how good are you speaking about accomplishments? Oh yeah. Don't get me started on the, uh, the Insta like motivators. The look at my life is so much yeah. better than yours. Yeah. Sorry. We've just got damn JLo. When we were talking, I thought you were way younger than 39. Wow, oh, thank you. <laughs> I guess it's just a voice. I don't know why I would think you'd be a bit deeper. Maybe it's like one of those things. P- different people, different yeah, voices. It's my voice, man. Yeah, it's just how I speak. And I was raised, Where are you, um, I was raised yeah. in the 90s. Uh, I grew up in the 80s. I was raised in the 90s. What does that mean? You were, you were raised in the 90s? Like, I, mean, I graduated the, the year of Y2K. That was when everything went into the machine. So I was like, oh. the end, end of everything getting sucked into the machine. So some of us grew up without being in the machine, and some of us grew up in the machine, but I was right on the cusp. I did both. You know what I mean? You kind of had, yeah. So I feel like you've got experience, and that's a really good medium, now because you've got the experience from, like, quote-unquote, back in the day, but then at the same time, you kind of like, you know, you're still able to, re- to relate to, to, to the problems, yeah, the, the good stuff as well. Too. Young enough to understand where it was all going, and yeah. uh, old enough to have already gotten my fill from the old world. You know, uh, yeah, both both sides of it. Exactly. Well, saying that, though, there's kind of people of, of age, and I'm talking like 60s, 70s, who maybe don't, maybe don't, to be fair, because you, you, you see these like old mindsets. I mean, we're talking racism, we're talking sexism, we're talking things that don't really like have any place in this world anymore. Yeah. Um, I agree, but I also still think at the same time, like the, the like Metallica is still touring and shit like that. And they're all like fifty and sixty and shit. Metallica, what just was there? Like um, was there any controversy? No, uh, no, just the idea of like uh, old people who speak to young people. That's... Oh, okay. Oh, right. So they can still connect. You saying even though they're from a different like? Yeah. No. Yeah. no. Absolutely, I'm not, I'm, I'm not doubting that. I think music is like one of the best platforms to kind of like I don't want to say like make a movement or something, but like people connect to music. That's that's the thing. I think you it's know. a cheap trick. I think it's easy to do, and I think music is probably the mm. most effective way to sell something to a young impressionable mind. I agree. Which doesn't always end up being good, though. No. I'll give you an example. You've Nirvana. got the whole Nirvana. Nirvana. Mm. what maybe just like i don't want to say is it suicides that maybe well okay selling apathy until you kill yourself and then selling the idea that you killed yourself so let's sell so much apathy and hatred and and hate self-hatred until that person kills itself and now let's make that person a martyr and let's let's all want to emulate that and be like that apathy selling apathy Oh, I see. I see. I see. So it's the whole idea that you connect into to this one person, even though what actually connects you to that is not even close Gross. to health. Yeah, because it's a we're bad talking. It's a bad thing to shoot. teach kids, right? I don't want to. I mean, I was kind of saying something. I was kind of saying something like a little bit less serious than that because I was talking. You know, when when rappers nowadays, well, nowadays, I sound old myself. Money, bitches, always. Yeah, Yeah. money, bitches. Yeah, exactly. Is that necessarily what we should be kind of like? No. Because, I mean, people can make their own decisions, but sometimes when you're young, you don't really know what's best for yourself. I mean, I'm still 20, and I know that I've done decisions where I've thought, what the hell was I thinking, right? Right. So No, that's not what we're selling, and the idea that we 
prop that up and give it the most money and put that into the mainstream into every kid's ears of this uh, negative way to live, negative way to be. And then we don't understand why our kids emulate this thing that we're putting all this money behind. Like, of course, like we put so much money behind this thing. Of course, they're going to be emulating this horrible thing. Uh, I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me to sell uh, to sell these kids down the down the river with these uh, negative programming. I say it's bad programs. So if you think of a computer, if you have like a bad program in that computer, uh, that bad program will corrupt all the other programs. Like a virus, like something like that takes over and you don't even know it's there until you like know, a problem starts to show up. Like a man-made virus from another country. You know what I'm saying? I absolutely do, my friend. But speaking of man-made, though, <laughs> there's been a couple of conspiracy theories. And you know yeah. where I'm going with this. We're yeah. talking covid uh, yeah. saying this man made that obviously he came from China but it couldn't have been a bat because why would anyone eat a bat and you know we even had like 5G but we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second what do right. you think I mean let's just ask you this first how is the situation in whereabouts do you live I live in West Virginia let's start with West Virginia how okay. is the situation in there sir is that, is that you know decent yeah, like, enough is that yeah I think I think COVID maybe, like, yeah 17 people altogether have passed away, all of them in their 70s or older. Only 17? Really? Yeah. In, in the whole... Okay. And how... Is it a big city? Are we talking, you know... No. Um, it's a country. Boston? Oh, a country. Right, a country. Yeah, sorry, it works differently in there. I kind of have to wrap it's my head around that. And how? what would the population be? Are we talking... Uh, lower, lower to mid-class, uh, very, very hard working class. That's it. Okay, seems to me like that's more spacious than like New York because New York yeah, is just you got this packed city. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, that's great, man. That's great. Here so in the, do you, do you think we should have blanket laws that are making everyone act like what it's like if we all live on top of each other? What do you mean blanket laws? Like, what would so you... you say? No one can go outside. Nothing can be open. You have to do this. But it's not the oh, same okay. situation for everyone. Everyone's living in different areas, and it's different based on where we live. That's why we have 50 yeah. states. That's why we have all these different ways that we can be. Yeah. Well, that would be the quarantine, which I think um, they, you know, every country basically enforced and maybe you know got, got, everyone, got everyone to do at the start. Um, I don't think it would – no, I don't think it would be necessary, especially in, like, rural areas or areas in which right. you're not necessarily going to see the most, like, benefit out of that. Yeah. But they did say, and I hope it's still in, in place, I'm guessing the two-meter rule, which we've got over here as well. Okay. So uh, do you not know about that? Or No, I don't. You don't? Okay, that's interesting then because I thought it was more of a global um, – you know, enforce type of thing. It must be just national because we've kind of got this like, um, you, you, you'll see stickers in stars, right? You come in the sides and the general like rule, which wink, wink, nobody, not nobody, but not everybody follows is that we kind of need to keep a distance from each other. Even though that's like common sense, it, it's been very prevalent with like these stickers. You see that it's like yeah. two meters, please, two meters, two meters. And that's still been going on, right? We're out of quarantine, kind of you know obviously takeaways only in restaurants the gyms were about to shut down for a little bit because we've gone into like a third tier which is basically the highest tier of covid but right. yeah we've had that two meter rule do you guys not have anything similar because no i haven't heard anything about this very interesting 
Donald Trump has had a very, like, when I talk about the man, it just kind of stresses me out. And I bet you feel the same. Polarizing. Yeah. Yeah. It isn't the best of topics to kind of get into. But at the same time, it's kind of like the elephant in the room. It's what's on the tip. Yeah, the tip of everyone's tongue. Yeah. What do you think about that? Obviously, you don't have an opinion because you're not voting in America, right? Mm -hmm. Bang on. To be fair, I I just know that. Yeah. Yeah. I have zero opinion on what anyone else is voting for in other countries of who's running. So I, I, I don't even, because it's not my business. But as far exactly. as I'm yeah. concerned, just of where I live in my life is I consider myself a Republican and I consider myself conservative. So I like to uh, slow down. I like to uh, make sure everyone gets to get on the bus as opposed to pushing this bus into the future and leaving everyone else behind. So just in my idea, I think we need to stick with uh, um, uh, the basics of what made the country what it is and focus on getting those right before we move on further to address other situations. And if I can just ask, because obviously it's showing that I have no idea how the, how the politics work on that. So you're saying you're yeah. a Republican and then is it not Democrats as well? Yeah, there's Democrats too. Yeah. Um, so would Donald Trump, and this is like a beginner question, but I don't follow he, he's it. He's a Republican. Like, basically. He's, oh, okay. Oh, okay. So you, would you say you support him? And this is, my, this is just curiosity's sake. No, no. He, I wouldn't say he's a part of him. I'd say he is their uh, speaker, the figurehead for the Republicans mm. right now. And they did not want him to be the case. But the fact of the matter is yeah. he's listening only to uh, the people as opposed to listening yeah. to what the government yeah. says, which makes oh. him a rogue and uncontrollable. Which ah, OK, I so like almost like idea. he's staying in the name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, not staying in the name. I think he's making more people pay attention to what's going on. That's what I yeah, think. I think more. I think he's he's a uh, he is a uh, he is an in between of what was and what is coming, and he is the transition. Hmm, it's a good way to put it when when you kind of lay it out like that. I mean, the the, the thing about Donald Trump is you said it yourself; he does get people talking, right? Yep. You always yep. see a news headline, whether it's what he's tweeted, what he said, what he's mm-hmm. going to say, what he's going to do every single week. And this is in our news as well, right? This is global. This isn't just right. in between the states. But the, personally, and this is just looking at it outside, I feel like the, the guy is not who I would want to represent my country. I feel like there's been a lot of things that he said um, contradicted himself there's even like right. a community online where it's like trump contradicts trump where it's like bashing uh, what was it bashing like obama's tweets not tweets bashing obama on tweets about things he he's done or something and then right. doing himself and it's like I, I guess from from that point of view it just makes it seem like this very unstable man who doesn't, you know, have a single clue and how did he even get here type of thing. And that's very interesting to me as well. I think, I wonder how that actually happens. Like, because the experience weren't there. He's been a facet in all of our lives in America since the the mid 80s. He's been, and he used that populism to, um, he used populism the same way that Obama used populism 
to pull a surge of where the first time in a very long time in America, it is a entrepreneur businessman in charge as opposed to another lawyer. And that's right. Which would be in that case. The thing with that though is, was he, would you say, and I don't really know this myself. What would you say? Would you say, because you can be famous and have a reputation for not either being liked or not being liked, like the general consensus, let's say, Famous or infamous. Did that... famous or infamous exactly that's that's yeah, exactly Alice the way Cooper or the Beatles yeah bang on would you say he was kind of in between like he had controversies yeah. but okay okay yeah he's, he's a crossbreed he's in between both things he is doing uh he's appealing to the masses because he cuts them down the middle but then does he cut both sides though because I feel like that's you've got the yeah, and then you cut yeah. all those sides in the middle, and then it exponentially grows the amount. And so you're you're, you're literally talking to individuals. <laughs> oh shit, my God, you you kind of just like hit into the fight in there. But no, I mean it's true, it's true. He, he's definitely connected. He wouldn't have been president if if yeah. he didn't. I mean, I know even yeah. with Hillary at the time there was that controversy. I don't think people like Hillary. No, like as a person. Not. First you, of all, not, no one it, likes any woman yeah. who uses their man to get a job. No one likes it. It's just yeah. Um, any man who uses no. woman to get a job, we just don't exactly. like it. We don't like it when we someone don't like uses leeches. someone else yeah, yeah. to get their job. We don't like it. It's a leeching type of mentality, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think with Hillary as well, she had that that controversies with the emails, the leaked emails, and yeah. then oh god, of, people just had so many things. Had. Yeah, that's one of the many. Yeah, no, exactly one of the many. So maybe like I, yeah, go on. Sorry, so, j- just the whole Democrat Party of of once again they're putting in like this. Uh, you know, old white guy who like created the 94 crime bill, the three strikes you're out, like the whole idea behind that. Like that sounds to me like more of the same where I'm not sure what's going to happen with Trump, Trump, but I know it's not going to be uh, more of the same that I've already fucking lived through. I know it's going to be something different. And yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like I'd rather put my trust in that when the old side keeps showing me over and over again, how corrupt they are and how, how uh, power hungry and how oppressive and how they want to regulate us to death and how they want to create all these um, extra extra stuff to put on it as opposed to you strip away these things and that's where my freedom lies. Like you take away all these extra regulations and that's where I find myself. I don't find it in people uh, providing more guidance. Mm. But you can relate to that. That's the thing. It, it connects with you. Again, it's bringing it back to that point. Maybe yep. some people experiences have been different and i know that it's yeah. prevailing in like people of color i mean i'm not i'm not a person of color but i'm greek and i'm a bit tanned and you, you always hear in, in america that there's this like mistreatment of, of people of color um, especially like with what happened george floyd's not just that but just generally speaking yeah and it makes you wonder like what's the situation like how is that going to change and what is he actively and this is talking about donald trump doing to change that Right. So I, I think I think the, the a lot of it, man, I think it is as far as I'm concerned and everyone that I know who's good that I associate myself with is basing mm. it on individual merit of that human being, of the interaction that they're having. And it's uh, it's racist to say all of anything is bad, but it's mm. just as silly to say all of anything is good. So I don't want to ever say like all cops are bad. And I don't want to say like all Chinese people are the best. Like no, yeah, for sure. for sure, they're blanket for sure, statements. Yeah. 
So they're He's generalizing people, everything. Yeah. They're yes. good people, but it has nothing to do with their race. Has nothing mm-hmm. to do with anything. It basically comes down to like how were they raised? And then you start understanding these people who are having the most problems are raised without like fathers in the home and are raised uh, uh, without morals and yeah. are given no yeah. values. Yeah. And if they have no values, how can they proceed to have any value? Like <laughs> absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a very it's it's like a self fulfilling prophecy, man. If you start out like that, so yeah, if we start putting it, it all into boxes, we can't. If we keep putting into boxes of it's like mm. this, then things will prevail to be exactly what we're saying. But it's not like that. Yeah. It's not yeah. black or white. It's not all cops are bad. It's none of these things. No. All these things are false. That's true. Not cops are bad. No, not all cops are bad. I, I would argue that you know there's there's good. I mean, you see good. You don't really see i'll give you that as many stories about here's a good cop you know praise yeah. him he did this and that. why not it's almost like the controversy well yeah. it's because people love a controversy that's what i think yeah i think it gets to, more like people the in the stories of where something positive is happening yeah no absolutely i agree with you right you go to the next headline but i still wouldn't i still wouldn't like discredit what actually has happened which you know people murdered for no and again that's a that's you know kind of like cases individual cases that you look at but the the real problem with with me from at least looking at it from an outsider's thing is how do you prevent that should there be at least like stricter measuring systems you know when you like sign up for example i mean let me ask you this when you signed up to do the navy was it what was the process you know like the screening type of thing because they have to figure out are you a lunatic or yeah so I, I, I was in high school. Uh, it was right uh, right before my Christmas break for high school. We get like uh, two weeks off for the Christmas season. Yeah. And the day, the last day of school, it was a half day. And I went with a recruiter that was in my school recruiting kids. I went with him to the, to the building. It's called MEPS. I took a test on a computer and then talked with some people. And signed some paperwork and uh, joined the Navy. And then, just to kind of like get a bit more in detail, the paperwork so, so then, and yeah. so then I left. Look, look, I, I scored a certain amount of my tests, and I was promised mm. to school and a certain amount of stuff. I went to boot camp and I passed boot camp, and yeah. then I went to a predetermined school that I'd signed up for when I knew nothing what I signed up for. And I went to uh, about 10 months of schooling and I passed that school and then they sent me to a boat and then I was in the Navy for nine years. Yeah. Obviously like the, the nearly a decade that we were talking about and I yeah. got to commend you on that because, you know, just, just doing the nearly a decade, nine years to be in, into something like that. It's clearly dedication. Yeah. Clearly you had something going for you and you know, you mm-hmm. had that going, but then again, I wonder, like, I had nothing else going for me. That's what was going for me. What's going for me is that I was indoctrinated as a child. I had no other life that I knew other than that. So sorry, from, you were what as a child? You indoctrinated. Were... So from indoctrinated. Um, what would that mean? System. Sorry, I was put. Into oh, you put into a system. Okay. Yeah. Uh... And 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 that just became normal, even though it's not normal. And then you just thrive in that system. And then it's just your like, yeah, 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 your like realization of okay, this is my reality. This is how I live, and just yeah, what it is. Yeah, I understand. By the time that, you man. come to, by the time you come to, in your mid twenties or late twenties, you you've you've already done it all, and you didn't even know what you're doing leading up to it. You know, 
For sure, man. I mean, I wish to, you know, you, you sound, from what we've spoke so far, to have this experience, right? You know what you've done and what's worked for you and how you can relate it. And just in, even, in, even in just like a conversation. Um, just to wonder, do you have like a, are you, are you married? Do you have a family? Or? I'm divorced. I have two kids. I have a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old. I have my kids every other weekend and in the summertime and on certain holidays. Oh, well, bless. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, has, has the divorce been going on for long or is it just one of those? No, it was quick. It was completely uh, amicable. Um, what's best for the kids are, uh, you know. Yeah. Cool. You have to think about married, those. Yeah, no, I married the. I married my high school sweetheart, you know, and then when I was, uh, you know, 13 years in, we got divorced. So. 13 years in. Well, well, it, it, you know, that in itself sounds like the end of a, of a chapter, right? You, you at it least have to respect yeah. it as that. Oh, man. After, um, after the divorce, I, I left the city. I moved to the country, to the mountains. And now when my kids get yeah. to come see me, they get to live in the, the true elements of what I always wanted for them. And then they can live oh. the rest of their life in the city. And then they can have what yeah. I wanted for them. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. And I think the bright side in that is that, you know, they so many divorces... Bang on, yeah, and even just like mentally speaking, like you know, you and and their relationship is not necessarily harm because you you hear about these bad divorces, bad breakups, yeah. in yeah. which one side just pits against the other side, yeah, and it's almost like, yeah, man, like, what's going on? This is just too bad. You need to kind of choose your side or something. No, you can appreciate yeah. both. That's the thing. But yeah, breakups are crazy. I, I still remember my first one. Which was actually like a year and a half ago or something. Hey, Coach, Coach Raphael. Yes. Raphael. 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 You can say Raphael. That's fine. I have, ten, I have 10 minutes left before I hit my limit today. Okay. Well, do you know what I was going to say, anyways, bro? We could yeah. just cut it right here. It's fine. Uh, right. Jason, was it? Yeah. Yeah, man. JLo187. Jason. Yes, sir. It, it was really good to talk to you on just different experiences. Obviously, there's things that we, we, we think differently in, but, you know, we're still human. We're still like having a chat. That's all that mattered. It was, it, was, uh, it was a continuation of a long conversation I've had that I much needed, and I really appreciate your availability yeah. to bounce something off of so I don't have to live inside this echo chamber. Absolutely, man. And now that we're finishing, we actually get listeners. Would you look at the irony in that? That's how it how works. How crazy. How crazy. Uh, well, thank you very no much, irony. man. <laughs> All right. Later, buddy. <laughs> See ya.